What is going on, Swoopers? Welcome back to another episode of Swoop Luke. In this episode, it'll be another preseason update. Let's get into it. So the boys returned back to training a couple of days ago, and it is so good to have them back seeing all the footage. Again, Jen's training buzz. I can't get over this again enough. Can't get over Jen enough. She does amazing work. She's always down at training. Well, more often than not, she's down at training, giving us insight into what the uh, boys are doing, what the players are doing. And it's very good to see. It keeps you up to date when, you know, most of the staff aren't back at the pies yet. So we're not going to get a lot of content. We're especially not going to get, you know, huge training content um, from them. So Jen's training bars on Instagram, my absolute uh, go-to. But the boys are back, like I said. Um, hearing that we're tweaking a little bit of our game plan, adding, adding a couple of feathers to the bow, if you will, which is really cool. Is It's too early to say. And, you know, we, we look into... It's a pre, it's preseason training, so we can't look too much into it. And this guy's flying. X, Y, Z's flying. You know, um, anyone can be flying at, at this time. But I wanted to bring to um, attention this tweet from David King that will be popping up on your screen now. So David King says, you know, you know, we can't look into preseason too much, but he's ready to put money on uh, Nick Dacos for the Brownlow. Now, a bit of tongue-in-cheek, a little bit, little bit cheeky. Uh, Nick is in, obviously, his second season. He's going to have his second preseason with the boys as well after playing an entirety of 2022. We know what he did on the field. Uh, we know he was our equal highest Brownlow votes getter uh, at 11 Brownlow votes next to Jack Crisp. Which is amazing for a first as a first year player winning the NAB Rising Star. He can only get better from here. He's going to have another preseason under his belt. Remember, I keep saying this when I mentioned Nick Dacos is the Victorian boys from that draft year. COVID affected. They only played a handful of games before you know going onto a senior AFL list. He's just going to be exciting. He put on four or five kilos, I think um, uh, one of those coaches was saying. So he's going to look for maybe more midfield minutes. Uh, and that's where he's going to do the bulk of his work. That's where he was doing the bulk of his work uh, in under-18s and all that um, all that sort of footy, silky, uh, you know. It, like, well, how else can you explain him? He is He's a magician. He's, he's probably going to be, you know, we, we probably by the end of his career, I know this is a lot, but for the end of his career, we're probably put, going to be talking about him like we talk about uh, Scott Penabry, but maybe with a couple more um, Brownlows. So I think he's going to win the Brownlow this uh, this season. Look, obviously not. Oh, well, look, I, I can't say obviously because stranger things have happened in the world of football, but I think he's going to be a really important cog. And that tweet is just kind of to say that what he did on his first day back was incredible. Now, I've seen a lot of um, tweets and a lot of Instagram comments uh, about Nick Dacos. He kicked an absolute freaky goal. Unfortunately, I don't have vision from that. He's, you know, a very good kick. Uh, we know that. So it's going to be exciting to see how he goes about it. But obviously, all the returning players uh, are going to be there. Still, there's a little bit um, on the injury front. You know, everyone's doing a little bit of light work. McRae is walking around the boundary, um, has been since December. The club haven't come and said anything about uh, Finn. But um, Darcy Moore is back, still in that rehab group. You know, he still uh, was it a bone, uh, bone infection, so he's still recovering from that. No doubts for round one at the moment, but just keep a close eye on him. He hasn't started running, still doing a little bit of walkthroughs uh, and stuff. But the biggest one is John Dugowie. He looks back. He looks ready to go after that uh, little bit of that shoulder surgery that niggled him since, um, I think it was that Geelong game where he got uh, injured. So that's good to see Geordie back. And uh, yeah, it's just a rehab group. There's always going to be players in the rehab group. So we have one more list spot 
open. I think it's a rookie spot and it's going to go to two players. We, we did have Max Gura, I think that's how you pronounce his surname, a um, ex-volleyball player, come down, try for the category B rookie spot. No one spotted him at training the other day, but Oscar Steen, who is a ruckman, was overlooked in the draft, but has a lot of upside. And Oleg Markov as well, the former uh, Richmond and Gold Coast Sun player. A lot of people in the industry were a bit shocked when the Suns dropped him. I Look, I don't watch a lot of Suns games, and I, I, I've watched Markov a little bit when he was at um, the Tigers. But a speedy, speedy defender, which kind of means to me is if we get some one of these guys, maybe pushes Johnny Noble out a little bit, I'm, even though Markov, will, I think, will be on the rookie spot, so won't play a lot. But that's what I'm thinking. Um, and it gives Nick Dacos an opportunity to go into the midfield a little bit more instead of playing on that half-back line. Now, out of those two guys, look, we are short on rucks at the moment. Mason Cox isn't getting any younger. Darcy Cameron and Aiden Begg are probably, I think, L3... Main Ruckman, yeah, I think they are. So you're probably leaning to an Oscar Steen. Um, but in the 2023 draft, so from what I've been hearing, there is a lot of tall options, a lot of taller options. So maybe we're building up to that, or maybe there's a restricted free agent or a free agent that we're after. So who knows? Uh, that's what I'll be leaning to. If they don't go for Steen, they go for Markov instead. I think they're leaning to the draft a little bit more. What would I do? I think I, think I would prefer... Markov, still a young player. He played with, um, not played with, he played under Craig McRae and Justin Lepich, especially McRae. He used him a lot in the VFL. He was a part of the 2019 VFL side that McRae coached. So McRae knows a lot more about him and, you know, obviously Leper as well. So maybe there's that connection there. He's, he's really, uh, really quick, can use the ball well. Um, I think he only played about 11 games for uh, Gold Coast last season. So it didn't get a lot of opportunity over the two years he was there. But I still think that we should give him a go. And, you know, no, he's not going to change the Collingwood Football Club. But I think he will help out our, our back line a little bit, especially that run and dash that we like to do because that is what our game is now. But, of course, we've got, like, you know, Jacob Ryan and stuff like that uh, that are going to come in eventually. So the last thing I want to talk about is our new CEO. Hasn't been announced yet, but people have been saying this since back in September, October, November anyway. Uh, Craig Kelly, 1990 Premiership hero Craig Kelly, uh, the dad of Will Kelly and uh, Jake Kelly, will be our next CEO, as reported by my boy, Mitch Cleary. I love Cleary's work. Cleary, if you're watching this, uh, you're the best in the biz, man. You are the absolute best in the biz. Um, so that's huge. That's huge. Uh, I love Craig Kelly. Unfortunately, didn't get to see him play. It was a bit... Uh, before my time, because I was born in 92 and, and I wasn't watching uh, football when I was, you know, one, two months old. So a little bit before my time, but from footage that I've seen, uh, I always say this player epitomizes Collingwood, but I think Craig does that as well. Just his, uh, just the way he went about it. You know, he he also started the player management, or not started, but he was a big player in the player uh, management. He has his own group, the TLA group. I think uh, that would need to... Not to, not to solve, sorry. He would need to probably step away from that if he is to become, and I think he will be become, the new CEO. He was actually the manager of Buckley when Buckley was going through all that contract with Collingwood and stuff like that. Um, big backer of Jeff Brown as well, so there's that synergy there. Um, everything is falling into place for, for the Pies uh, off-field. 
everything just needs to fall in place on field. And we will talk a little bit more about predictions down the road, who's going to, uh, who needs to step up, who's going to impress, contracts and stuff like that in later videos next week. But this has just been a pre-season update, a quick pre-season update until we get a little bit more information. Let me know your thoughts down below. Who are you keen to see more of uh, in the pre-season? What do you think of uh, Markov or um, uh, Oscar Steen? Let me know your thoughts down below. But until then, like, comment, subscribe, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your pets, and until next time, double shackers. I'll sweep you later.